0: This is the Brother Marcos headquarters in Sao Paulo, Brazil, calling Christians anywhere in the world. Please respond. This is the Brother Marcos headquarters in Sao Paulo, Brazil, calling Christians anywhere in the world. Please respond. Hello, my friends, welcome to one more edition. This is the Brother Marcos radio show, and we are broadcasting directly from Sao Paulo, Brazil, through the data waves, or the data flow and the airwaves of Radio Redemption Power Network and the Capau Radio Network. Yes, my friends, it's great to be back here with you. I know, you know, there There are people listening to us all over the world. And I sincerely send my prayers and my good wishes for all of you in New Zealand, in Slovenia, in the United Kingdom, Canada and the United States. I know there's a lot of people all over the world um, that we have not mentioned here. But why don't you drop us a line at brother marcos radio at gmail.com and you can also visit our facebook.com web page our fan page it's brother marcos radio it's easy to find so if you have any suggestions or questions we will be happy to respond yes my friends we are we are uh, going through this, this series that is named um, Growing in Godliness. We are trying to go through some uh good habits, good tips, and so we can grow our sanctification. Because you know, the world is getting more evil each day. There is a separation between the goat and the sheep. Oh yes. Jesus Christ, Christ said that in the end times. The goat. The stinking. Stinking goat. Bad smell. They would be put. On his left. And the sheep. His children. Those who believe in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. At the cross. For the forgiveness of sin. They will be put. At his right hand. And uh, and the goats, I- I'll tell you, their destiny is not good. You don't want to be there. You know, it smells really bad. It smells bad there, my friends. And I-, I-, I don't know, you know, the smell of a burning, stinking goat must be really, really bad. So, my friends, it's important that you focus own your sanctification on living a life that is pleasing to god and you can only do that by the power of the holy spirit and by submission to god there's no formula there's no plan there's no purpose-driven life that you can buy a book and learn how to do it you cannot just follow a plan and have a checklist of activities you have most of all First, to study the Word of God, to understand what He wants for you. That's what we're trying to do here, to help you with that. And uh, after that, you just live your life. You know, just under submission, one day after the other. And uh, there's a positive and a negative side about the Christian life. You know, the negative uh, the subtractive side of the Christian life it's about what you do not do and I'll tell you in these days maybe this is the most difficult part you won't do evil you won't gossip you won't steal you won't participate in the evil things you won't watch evil things you won't sit on, on, on the, the table of the corners of people who are bad-mouthing other people and saying ugly things. You don't do that. So you subtract those things from your life. And on the positive side, in the addition side of the Christian life, you will be open to opportunities that God will put right in front of you. Because, you know, the things that God wants you to do, he is you know, very interested in them. So he will make it clear. It's not like it's a big secret that you have. Oh, what's the will of God for me? What should I do? You know, most Christians, they fall into this error and they spend their time like like crazy, headless chicken, you know, just running around without direction and asking for the will of God. When the will of God is basically do what what you're doing, you know, just live your life and just open your eyes for the opportunities. Maybe it's that friend that, you know, you're not talking to. Maybe it's someone who needs your help, someone in the family. Usually, you know, usually people in in your family or circle of friends, but sometimes people that God puts in your way and you just have to pay attention you know that that's what being submissive to the holy spirit means you just pay attention and you follow the circumstances because there's something called the providence of god he arranges circumstances and situation in order you know to prepare good works for you the bible tells us that god has prepared good works for us to do so you know don't stress yourself don't stress yourself just be available that that that's that's the christian life in a nutshell so my friends that's why we are spending time here with this series and uh, and that's what we are doing we are following the series from a pastor named Tim Shaly. He's a Canadian pastor, and he is actually following the work of, uh, of uh, a Christian preacher named Thomas Watson from the 17th century. Oh, yes. And we are now... We are now uh, going to rule number five, thinking about the brevity of life. So we're going to do that in the second part of our program. Uh, But before that, you know, let's just recapitulate the things that are happening here. We've been very busy. You know, this week, some of you know that we manage a Christian website here in Brazil. It's called de br And it's huge. Actually, it was started by a friend of mine. It just started growing, growing like crazy. And now it reached 10 million visits in total. And more than 2 million visits a year. So it's big. The Facebook page has 50,000 followers. So it's a big responsibility because anything that you write there, you have thousands of people reading, you know? And uh, we are fighting here in Brazil, a guy named Olavo de Garvalho, which is, uh, I mean, you, you can imagine... The most crazy witch occultist you know we're talking here about a guy who, when he was young, he shut himself in the basement of, of their parents' house, and he built a replica or a small boat, an Egyptian boat, and he thought that he would lay down in that boat and that he would achieve some kind of enlightenment so what he did uh, he blocked the door with uh, bricks Okay. after one day of course he didn't achieve any kind of enlightenment and he started to get hungry and thirsty and desperate And, and so Probably started to yell and scream, so their his family they had to call nine one one and ask for the firemen to come and bring down that brick wall, and then they sent him uh, to the you know mental hospital, and he was there in this mental clinic for crazy people, and there. See how, how Satan works. He met this psychiatrist who was an occultist. And they got together and started doing astrology. Okay? And and he simply escaped from the mental hospital. And this lunatic has, has been going on with all kinds of esoteric Studies. He started the Astrology Society here in Brazil, and then he started to write for newspaper. And I'll tell you, he's a smart guy. He reads a lot, all the wrong books, but he reads about a lot. But I I don't think he has finished high school. Oh yeah, and uh, he's regarded as a philosopher here in Brazil. As a super man. He moved to the United States. He lives in Virginia now. Uh, It's a completely shady story. Nobody knows how he got that visa. You know, very strange. He must have friends in high places because he was a follower of that guru, Fritjof, Sean. I mean, this guy used to have crazy visions with a naked Virgin Mary and he would have sexual spiritual spiritual sex with the virgin mary so you can go to google and google him Fritjof Sean, a very very famous guy okay and he participated in that sect it's a cult they call tarika because tarika is the name of a cult In the Muslim world, as a kind of school or group, esoteric group. And it was in Indiana, and they used to have rituals with everybody naked, dancing around, you know, in a circle, and just who knows? (laughs) I mean, probably orgies and things like that. So this crazy man. Uh, he started to do some politics against the Marxists in, here in Brazil, and because he, he is very charismatic, so uh, he says a lot of bad words, profanity, jokes. So people love it. You know the flash in the in that in those people, they love it. They love the, the jokes and all the kinds of profanity that, that he was say against the Marxists, because everybody was so upset with the Marxists here in Brazil destroying the country. That they, they thought, well, that's great that we have this man now insulting the Marxists and he has all this wit and, uh, you know, very smart. And my friends, he deceived everybody. He started, you know, uh, doing these courses about philosophy but it's nothing about philosophy it's all about occultism and so it's amazing because he developed this this following of lots of kids especially men in their 20s really lost and frustrated with the whole situation political situation especially here in Brazil So they fell for this guy who was this kind of messiah. You know, the hope of bringing down the Marxists in Brazil. And they start to enroll in this online courses. You know, of course, he's making money with this. Um, And this guy started to teach them all kinds of Luciferian thought you know while at the same time posing as a catholic but not a catholicly like a traditional catholic because he insults the pope he you know and he's all about teresa de avila padre pio de Petru, Petrucina padre pio de Petruccina. it's it's a guy that had trances and levitated, you know, all kinds of mystical, crazy things. So that's the kind of Catholicism that he preaches. It's, uh, it's basically mystical witchcraft. You know, there's a lot of that in Catholicism, if you look for it. And basically the union of all religions, you know, the light of Lucifer behind everything. And because we know what what he's teaching, we try to warn people. And, and it's amazing, my friends, and I'm trying to warn you. In the same way that we are seeing the resurgence, the rise of occultism uh, among the conservatives, you know, Trump with all the Habalubavich Kabbalists with him, we are seeing here in Brazil, too, the same thing. And this guy has been regarded like the most intellectual figure among the conservatives. And several congressmen, including the evangelical group in the Congress, in the Brazilian Congress, they are supporting promoting this guy. So this week, this pastor, who is also a congressman, was uh, promoting a new documentary about this guy in the Congress. And we wrote in his Facebook page, why are you doing that? You know, this is the kind of, this man insults the evangelicals. He says the evangelicals are stupid because they think the Bible is the only source of truth. And, you know, because of course he's a Gnostic. He thinks that truth comes from experience, from listening to messages from spirits and demons and things like that. So they hate the Bible. You want to know if someone is an occultist? Check their position regarding the Bible. They hate the Bible. They hate when you say that the Bible is the only source of truth about the spiritual world. They will say no. You can have truth about the spiritual world from so many different sources. That's what they say. That's the sign of the antichrist, my friends. And and we we're saying, you know, this guy he attacks the Bible. You know what he did? The congressman, he blocked me. He deleted all my all the comments. Uh, uh not not only my comment but other christians that went there and i'll tell you these guys this guy is from the assemblies of god church they are very powerful it's like usually they are leaders in their denomination it's just like in the united states but even worse you know it's like the leaders of hundreds of churches and they just fly around those churches when they get to that town it's like a special day because that leader is here so everybody you know they they, they say the local pastor will say you know the congressman pastor this and that he'll be here tonight so you know let's have a full house everybody come and 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 listen to this guy, and of course that's the way that they get their votes. That's how they get elected, so it's all about politics and money, it's dirty, it's demonic, it has nothing to do with real Christianity, but of course, he will say, Oh, I'm against abortion, I'm against the gay agenda, you know and so we did an article about him, and he came to our Facebook page and said that we're doing the same crimes as the Pharisees, that we're Pharisees, and that, you know, we, we, that Olavo de Carvalho is a real Christian, he's a Catholic, that it's time for all the conservatives to get together, Catholics. Jews and evangelicals in order to fight the gay agenda in the Marxists. So let's put everything together. And, and you know, just an economic uh, ecumenical mass. And if you don't do that, it means that you are a Pharisee. Okay? Yes, my friends. That's how... They do it. Oh yes. But you know what the Bible says if someone comes with the wrong doctrine, you don't even greet that person. You don't eat with them. Because if you do that, you will be partaking of their evil deeds. So you are co responsible. Okay? So when this guy goes there to the Congress and promotes this evil cultists as a good thing, he is an accomplice in his satanic activities. And that's what I I told him. So please pray for me and for Caesar, my friend, because, you know, those guys, they have lawyers. They have uh, this army of lawyers there in power. And they can really create lots of problems for me if they want. Just for saying that. We don't have a First Amendment here. Okay? If someone thinks that you have insulted their honor, they can sue you. That's what's happening, my friends. And right next day, one of his disciples, because that's the way that this Olavo guys guy works he creates a lot of disciples and those disciples they open websites and this guy was saying he used to be an evangelical see how it works and then vanity started to grow in his heart the simple gospel was not enough for this guy okay his name is fabio He's not the model with the long hair. <laughs> He's ugly, actually. So this guy, Fabio, he, uh, he started uh, what, what lava does. He prepares those guys to open websites and, you know, just act as intellectuals. And one of his articles was about occultism is just science with another name. You know, and it's 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 like why are you bad mouthing occultism? Because it's just the exploration, scientific exploration of the other side. I mean, of course it's not. You cannot apply the scientific method there. You cannot bring instruments and measure anything. You cannot formulate hypotheses and test your hypotheses. <laughs> In order to have conclusions. And build a theory. That's the scientific method. What you do is just to listen to revelations from demons. And have crazy visions. Completely subjective. That's not science. But a lot of people is following this guy. He used to be an evangelical. And now he's a full-blown witch. On the highway to hell. And pastors are supporting this guy. Not not only this this congressman, but several other. So please pray for us, because you know it's it's so clear what Satan is doing. He is, my friends, preparing all those people's, all all this system for the coming of the Antichrist. And it's something that is happening all around the world, you know? And this kind of thought involvement with, you know, la vida loca, occultism, it's all mingled. Because people, they think they can get spiritual power with occultism. And what they're doing is opening their lives to demons. I don't know if we have more demons than before. Sometimes that's what it seems, but I'll tell you we have to consider another possibility. You know, it's 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 just like the demons were they they have always been there. But when you open yourself to them, you start to see their activity more and more. You know, because society is just like a computer. You know, you know when you don't reboot your computer f- for some time it starts to behave crazy the, the the apps the software starts to freeze and then you know there's a time when you say come on I have to reboot the thing to reset the computer in order for it to work well again you know because usually you just put your computer on sleep mode okay but Try to do that for a week. <laughs> There's a time when you have to reboot the thing. And it's the same thing with culture and society. God did that with the flood. Things were getting so bad, people were so evil, the devil was doing his thing. So there was a reboot right there. started over with Noah. And then things start to get bad again. Because that's the nature of the system. That's the ontological nature. Beautiful word. Something that is in the nature of the system. It's sin. It's a corrupt system. You always head towards corruption. You know, never get better. It's entropy. It gets worse and worse and worse. That's the dynamics of this world. And same thing was happening at the time of Christ. You know, there was this beautiful thing about Israel and the Exodus. And, and they just got bad. Until at the time of Christ, Satan was doing whatever he wanted in this world. The human life was worth nothing. There was occultism and satanism all around, demonic activities, and then Christ came and died at the cross. And that was such a huge reboot, reset in humankind. And now 2,000 years later, things have deteriorated all over again. But this time, my friends, this will be the final reboot. We're gonna throw the computer in the trash can and buy another one. A perfect one. Yes, my friends, we're seeing this. In the United States, fifty nine thousand deaths by overdose last year. I mean this 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 is an army of people, a multitude. How many families have been destroyed? How many broken hearted people, you know, with their sons, daughters, sisters, fathers, dead? 16% of increase compared to, to, to 2015, especially because of fentanyl, a horrible drug. No, Satan is doing whatever he wants. What he wants, And people are putting their hope on men. See here, Ivanka Trump celebrates Gay Pride Month on Twitter. And uh, she's completely involved with Kabbalah and Jewish witchcraft. Rabbalovitch, Logging back on after Shavuot. It's one of their holidays. Wishing everyone a joyful Pride 2017. This month, we celebrate and honor the LGBTQ community. That's Ivanka Trump. I mean, my American friends, don't you think that Trump taking his daughter all over the world like she is the prime minister is something ridiculous it's something that fits a banana republic that's that's not the American spirit you know it's nepotism it's (laughs) come on (laughs) it's his daughter empty headed daughter you know, and, and but you know, she goes to Saudi Arabia, and the Saudis promise to donate 100 million dollars to her foundation. So that's the world we are living right now. You know, there's a plan. Ivanka is not doing that on her own. See here. Another article's rabbis are trying to make the conservative movement more gay friendly. It's a whole article about several very important rabbis, Jewish rabbis, trying to change Judaism and Kabbalah, Talmud, you know, to be more gay friendly. I mean Israel already has the most important gay parade in the whole world. You know, but there's a bunch of uh, Orthodox Jews that really don't like that. So that's the last barrier, you know, they have to conquer. So my friends, that's the state of the world. Canada too... What happened here in Ontario, that's the province where, you know, Toronto is, they passed a bill that will allow the government to take kids from Christian homes, basically, you know, adopted kids. You won't be able to adopt a kid who needs a home, If you are against the gay agenda, you cannot be a foster parent. And it's amazing that gay couples, they can adopt. And then they can have their gay parties in front of the kids. There's the problem with pedophilia. Of course, not all of them. But you know, it's much more frequent In that group. You know. Because laws. And regulations. They are made. Thinking about averages. Okay. So don't come to me. Say. Well there is this wonderful gay couple. They just great parents. Well maybe they are. Maybe they are the exception. But on average. Gays are promiscuous. They have a up to a thousand partners a year. I mean, it's like you have to have three partners a day in order to do that. You know, there's a problem of disease. So you, you, when you write a law, you write a bill, you think about the average and you try to protect children And what do they do? They allow gay couples to adopt and they prevent Christian couples to adopt. So people are saying, we've entered an era of totalitarian power by the state such as never witnessed before in Canada's history, says Jack Fonseca, senior political strategist for Camping Life Coalition. It's a grave threat to Christians and all people of faith who have children or who hope to grow their family through adoption. Because they know that Christians, they are the group who adopt the most. Because they want to do good. And what do they do? They want to prevent the Christians from from adopting. So they will have more meat for them. You know, more young people, young, beautiful boys. That's what they like. These demonic people. They know that Christians adopt orphans and they're trying to destroy that. Can you imagine how evil someone must be to do that? To prevent a child to have a home. This is Satanic. This is Satanic. That's how the world goes. Oh, yes, my friends. All right. Let's stop for a minute, and we will be back. In a recent double-blind study from the Institute of Prophetic Studies in Southern California... Researchers concluded that humans who listened to the Freedom Friday Hour with radio hosts Paul and Linda Villanueva on the Kapow Radio Show Network were 111% more intelligent than their reptilian counterparts who did not listen to Freedom Friday, but instead were busy destroying mankind. Researchers also concluded that Freedom Friday listeners were better looking than their four-eyed, two-legged, freestanding Gila monster, turtle-faced reptilian counterparts. So, share your good looks and smarts with others by telling them to join you here on the fabulous Freedom Friday Hour. Your human friends will thank you. The Kapow Radio Show Network produces high-quality podcasts that you definitely want to hear. So stick around and get prepared to stimulate your spirit. Okay, my friends we are back after the commercial break and uh, let's start talking about the fourth rule for godly living and we're gonna talk about my friends today rule number five ponder the brevity of life we have talked about this so many times you know sometimes we say Why do you worry so much about prophecy? Because if you die today, the end times has come for you. You know, apocalypse is here. Armageddon is right here for you. If you die today. and Anyone can die today. In an accident, with a stroke, a heart attack. Do you remember that guy? The brother of Camilla Park Park Parker Bowles, the wife of Prince Charles. Can you imagine that guy? Going to the parties, the palace, Kensington Palace, you know, going to the all the castles and all the wonderful. What a life. And then he goes to New York to this art gallery where there is this vernissage this presentation of a beautiful works of art all the beautiful people there billionaires you know he's he's having the time of his life and then he goes out to have a smoke a cigarette on the sidewalk his lips falls bumps his head and dies i mean poor guy As far as I know, he was not a Christian, so he's probably in hell right now. Can you imagine it from Kensington Palace to hell in one day? That's the brevity of life for you. Okay? Yes, my friends, life is fragile and fleeting. We are mortal people living in weak bodies, facing a perilous journey through time. I'm reading for, from the article. I'm going to post the article here. For some, this journey will last only a few years. For others, it will last many decades. Yeah, Rockefeller. Lived for 100 years. Zignibyad Brzezinski was the name of that guy. The New World Order Illuminati demon. He died last week. Zignibyad Brzezinski, died. He was almost 100 years old. You know, but it's over. Party's over. Even if you live for 100 years, the party will be eventually over. And Mr. David Rockefeller is not here anymore. His money is here. His mansions are here. You know, his companies are are here and someone else is enjoying his wealth. Some other people live just for a few years. I have a friend. God bless her. Her child used to play with my kid, but he got cancer and died five years old. Wonderful kid and Christian. Love Jesus. He's he's in heaven right now. He only lived five years, but he's in heaven. And this man here, powerful man, they lived for 100 years, but they're in hell. Yes, my friends. This life is a race. It's a race. That's what the Apostle Paul says. We never stop, it's always a fight. You know we're always in a combat. Yes, my friends, life is short because God promised in Genesis two that sin would bring death, and God always keeps His word. Okay, and uh, we live this this paradox because we want eternity you know death is horrible you know even for a Christian I know that death of a saint is a sweet thing to God and everything but my friends nevertheless it's a time of separation usually a time of pain because you know if you have a heart attack and die and something quick you're a blessed person because some people, they go through so much pain. Especially if you have cancer or and other diseases. it's They're terrible. Death is not a beautiful thing. It's not. Okay? The years of our life are 70. Or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They're soon gone. And we fly away. Psalm 90. David says in First Chronicles 29. Our days on the earth are like a shadow. And there is no abiding. A shadow has no substance. It is fleeting, ephemeral. And it cannot be grasped be- before it fades away. Job said... My days are swifter than a runner. They flee away. They see no good. They go by. They go by. Like skiffs of reed. Like an eagle swooping on the prey. It's like that. Oh yes. Just think about. You know your father. Maybe your grandmother. They were here. And they're not here anymore. Yes. We have little time left. Little time left, my friends. So that's why it's important. To just be faithful to God. Because in the end. You know, there's just so much we can do. You know, I really want you to. Detach yourself from this purpose-driven life garbage. Okay? Because what we do, my friends, and, and that's what Satan always does, he distorts something good and changes it into something bad. It's true that we have to do the most from our time. It's true that, you know, we have a limited time and we should use it with wisdom, and not waste our time. But the problem is that this is not done through a project, by reading a book from Rick Warren and having a checklist. Because if you're doing that, you're doing the power of the flesh. What I'm trying to tell you here is that you will make the most of your time when you put yourself in submission to God, Jesus said, You are the branches, I am the vine. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So you have to be in an obedient branch every day and put yourself in submission and just wait for what God wants you to do. OK, and it's very easy. Do you understand that? It's very easy for you to fall for the lie of the purpose-driven life and think that you have to have a project and a plan, a strategic plan for my life. God will laugh at your plan. I'll tell you, if you try to do that, you'll see. Things will fall apart. Okay, Because you have to, to have this humility. First of all, James 4. Yet, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What's your life? For you are a mist that appears for a while, for a little time, and then vanishes. You know? You have... More than everything, to be prepared in holiness. You know, keeping yourself pure in thought, in deeds. Stay dressed for action and keep up your lamp burning <clears throat> and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Luke 12. So then let us not sleep as others do. But let's keep awake and be sober. 1 Thessalonians 5, five. And this, my friends, means that you have to be ready where you are. Not necessarily in a mission abroad. In the Dulus ship. Of course, maybe that's what God wants for you. But I'll tell you, these are exceptions. These are exceptions. Okay. Yes. To grow in godliness, we must diligently ponder the brevity of life. But you see, I want to discuss here. Something that came to my attention this week that is absolutely the opposite of what God wants for us. We, we are talking about humility. We are ta- talking about how short God, life is and how we should make the most of our time by honoring God through obedience and submission. Okay, so we are not caught empty-handed when he comes back or when we die. That's what we're talking about. But see here, I was in the bookstore this week, the, the largest bookstore here in Sao Paulo. And I saw this book being promoted right in front of, you know, the first thing you see when you enter the store And the book was Homo Deus. Deus is obviously is God in Latin. And it's from a guy that is called Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, Of course, he's a Jew. He's a PhD from Jerusalem University. And I said, what? I said to myself, what kind of book is this? Homo Deus, A Brief History of Tomorrow. Hmm. a man and God, the God-man. And you see, my friends, when you just have that feeling, the Holy Spirit radar that warns you about something wrong, People with discernment, they have that <laughs> it's both a blessing and a curse because it's like a red light, a buzzer that starts buzzing <laughs> Yes, it's a gnostic book, and it's like the fashion today, okay It's the fashion, it's the trend. Technology, argues Harari, is going to transform some of us into gods. Powerful, super intelligent, ageless. The product of evolution, yes. But not through natural selection, but through our own super fast intelligent design. Oh yes, he he really says that, you know, the algorithms, the computers... The artificial intelligence will transform our lives and make us live forever. Some of those idiots, they say, you know, some of you are already mortal because you're young and probably in 30 or 50 years, we're going to find the solution for, for decay and age and death. So it really basically means that you are already immortal. And those idiots, they they take uh, nutritional supplements, vitamins, and they're now, you know, they're drinking. Actually, they're injecting the blood of babies and children. Yes, they're doing that. Yes, that's mainstream media, my friends. Because they they think that in 50 years they will find the solutions for immortality. It's absolutely the opposite of what the Bible says. And here is this book from this guy. You know, a Kabbalist. You know, all the worst things come from Jerusalem. Because the devil wants to spoil that city. Because he knows that that city is the city where Jesus Christ himself will come down to. Will return to. So he makes a special effort to put all kind of witchcraft, Kabbalah, and false teaching right there. University of Jerusalem. Sodom in Egypt. That's what the Bible says about that city in the end times. You know, it's a mockery, actually. You know, and here is this guy. And this book is like selling like cakes because that's what people want to hear. Okay, the road to immortality. He's not the only one. There's another one. That's a guy. No, that is a guy named Ray Kurzweil. It's a book called "Transcend: Nine Steps to Living Well Forever." The singularity is new. When humans transcend biology, do you really believe that thing? Nanobots will extend human experience by creating virtual reality from within their nervous system. You know, you're going to inject a computer, uh, microscopic computers into your brain. I mean, it's even ridiculous. Even in a world perspective, scientific perspective, it's such an idiot thing. But you know, The problem is the philosophical consequences of thinking like that. Because, my friends, what they're saying is that some people will be better than others. People with money will deserve to live forever. People with no money will be left to die. It's just Nazi thought. Eugenics. You know? If you are developed, if you have this high IQ, if you have money, then you can live forever. You see how, where's compassion? Where's love? Where's, Where's solidarity? It's just a satanic selfishness. Satanic selfishness. And people love it. Especially people with money because deep inside they know that they're not going to live forever and they have sold their souls for money they know that they know there's a price to pr- to pay deep inside they know it that's why they fear death so much death isn't pleasant for all but for them it's terrifying because it means that they will lose everything they have their private jets, their mansions, their yachts. Yes, my friends, Netherlands may extend assisted dying to those who feel life is complete. This is the zeitgeist, the spirit of the times. It's all connected. And is in direct opposition to God. You know what they're doing there? Anyone in Netherlands who says, you know, I don't like my life. I want help to die. Will be assisted by the government. Because in Netherlands, they have euthanasia since 2002. But only for patients who are considered to be suffering unbearable pain with no hope of a cure. Like cancer, final stage patients. But now it's for everybody. There was this girl. See how Satan works. She was raped when she was a teenager. And then she got completely crazy. Had psychological problems. You know, because there is this demonic transference in in those cases. It's such a sad thing. This person needs spiritual assistance, deliverance. And she needs Jesus more than anything. But she just got depressed, depressed, and started cutting herself and the thoughts of suicide, went to the mental hospital, in and out. And then came a time when she said, you know, I want to die. And what the doctors did, they, they said, okay, I'll help you. Because she was not ready To live forever with technology To be the homo deus Like Elon Musk Or Warren Buffett Or Bill Gates So let her die Euthanasia in In the Netherlands Holland Holland is actually a region Of the Netherlands It's almost 4% Of all deaths. But now it's going to be for everybody. But think about it. People are living like crazy. La vida loca. Crazy sex. Drugs. Rock and roll. And then when they get... 40 or 50... They have no reason to live anymore. They wasted their lives. They're full of tattoos from head to toe... No kids, no spouse, no family. They, they will want to die. And then they will provide the solution. <laughs> you see, my friends, that's the same kind of reasoning that says, you know, let's kill the baby through abortion because he's a poor baby. So why have one more poor kid in the world? I I, I hear that all the time. People who support abortion, they usually say, well, this is a a mother who's very poor. What kind of life this child will have? He'll be born to be a, a thief and a criminal. So it's better to abort him. It's the same kind of Nazi, materialistic thought that is behind euthanasia and that is behind this immortality thing. Yes, my friends. But we know better. We know better. We know that life is short. That we're made in the image of God. So every human being deserves respect. We know that life is sacred because because it was made by God. It belongs to God. And he's the one who will say if it's going to be short or long. You know, some people want to make it short through abortion and euthanasia. Some people want to make it long. To artificial intelligence and nanobots. But I'll tell you, they don't control anything. God is the one with the last word. So think about it. Your life is not your own. That's what the Bible tells us. Your life doesn't belong to you. It was bought by a price. A very, very heavy high price of the blood of Jesus. You have been bought. So behave accordingly. Try to live a life that is honoring and pleasing to God. Try to do the right thing. It doesn't mean you have to run around like crazy. Try to, you know, fulfill all the checklist in the purpose-driven life. Just try to be in submission to God that's the key of making the most of your time thank you so much for your attention I hope that you have a great week that God bless you and I hope that we'll see you again next week bye bye